Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Can we stand as we begin our worship service this morning? God, we thank you for who you are. And we want to worship you and give you the honor and the glory that you deserve. Lord, you are worthy to be praised and honored and glorified and exalted. We lift you up and we thank you, God, for all that you've done for us. In the name of Jesus. Feet on 
Are you free? I, I am free. Come on, free. sing it together. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. Come on now. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. Because you picked me up, you turned me around, you placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master. I thank the Savior. Because you healed my heart, you changed my name. Come on, say it. I thank God. Thank you, Lord. God, we worship you today. Oh, we thank God. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for who you are to us and who you are in us and who we are because of you. God, we thank you today. Thank you for the salvation that comes through your son, Jesus. Thank you for the free gift of eternal life that you've given to all of us. And God, today we pray as we do every week, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here today. Move among us, do your work, change us, encourage us, strengthen us, heal us, save us, set us free. Whatever we need today, God, we know that you're able and Lord, it's with gratitude in our heart that we will praise you and honor you all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Hey, everyone. My name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. We have a lot going on at our campus. That's okay. You'll hear that. That's, that's, just a, that's just a taste of what you're going to see in a few minutes. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. We thank you for being here with us today. Are you glad to be in the Lord's house? Amen. It's good to see you, especially if you're new. If you're new with us today, we want to extend a special welcome to you. If you've never been here before or if maybe you've only been here a few times, on your way out after the service today, on the left side of the mall, we have our Connect Central. We invite you to stop by that, uh, that room, and you'll have a chance to meet some folks from our church. Uh, we have a free gift for you, and uh, you can find out about the ministries of the church. In fact, all of us can stop by there. Any ministry you're interested in, you can find out about that ministry uh, by stopping by uh, Connect Central. Where you're seated today, uh, you have a Connect card. Uh, we ask you to fill that out whenever you worship with us. Uh, so let us know if you're here and let us know who's with you, who's worshiping with you. And uh, we can rejoice that you're here uh, because we miss you when you're not here. And uh, if you have prayer requests or praise reports, you can share those with us and we pray over those throughout the week. If you're online, uh, we invite you to uh, fill out our digital Connect card. If you have a prayer request, you can put it on that. Or you can uh, click the I Need Prayer uh, button that's, uh, that's on our online uh, portal. 
Uh, so we would, we would love to share that information with you. So now let's take a couple of minutes and uh, catch up on some of the things that are going on around our church. Hey, everyone. My name is Lynn. Welcome to CTC, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. We have a lot going on at our campuses, so we'll you caught up. We value the involvement of our students at CTC. On Sunday, February 26th from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m., Pastor Roger will lead a ministry partner class for students grades 7 through 12 who are interested in becoming members of our church. The class will take place at the home of Daniel and Chrissy Carroll. To learn more, contact Daniel at dcarroll at ctcde.church or text 302-367-4524. Ash Wednesday begins a season of repentance and cleansing our hearts as we look forward to Easter. Both campuses will host an Ash Wednesday service on February 22nd at 7 p.m. Come and join us at one of these services as we humble ourselves before God and seek his face in worship and repentance. As we approach the day for our church conference to vote on disaffiliation, we want to make sure we keep you updated. The vote meeting is set for Tuesday, March 14th at 6.30 p.m. As a reminder, our lay elders are leading this effort, and they are available to talk with anyone from either campus that has questions about disaffiliation. Our elders are Gwen Harris Montague, Kathy Hudson, Margaret Alt, Darren Waters, Francine Beatty Stone, and Nick DeBueno. Thanks for being here today. Our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. You can find more information about all the events happening at our church by going to ctcde.church. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. Have a great week. Good morning. Great to see all of you here this morning in the room, and welcome to everyone online. And uh, I have just one more thing that I want to say as we, uh, this Wednesday is Ash Wednesday. She, she mentioned that. We'll be having services here uh, at both uh, churches, both campuses, 7 o'clock. But the other thing that I'm, the, our emphasis that we'll be talking about for between now and, uh, well, starting, starting Wednesday and Easter is prayer. Uh, and I'm encouraging us to, to learn how to pray. Now, some of us may think, well, I already know how to pray. I've been praying a long time. Prayer is a conversation. And, and a conversation in, in relationship with God. So uh, just like our own friendships, it takes time, it takes uh, energy, it takes effort, intentionality uh, to have that conversation and build that relationship. So there's a course called the Prayer Course, pretty simple. Uh, that I'm encouraging us to follow. And I will be holding on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock, I'll be holding Zoom uh, classes uh, following this, this prayer course. So if you want to uh, participate in that, I encourage you to do so. Uh, join us on Zoom. We'll be getting that information to you uh, Wednesday and then in the, the weeks following. And I think it'll be the kind of the course that if you, if you miss one, that's fine. You catch up. 
Prayer is a, a thing that we're always constantly learning about and practicing, and uh, so I think that you'll benefit even if you can't make all of the sessions. Uh, and and uh, so it's just one of the ways that we engage one another, we engage with God, we, we serve uh, one another, and we love God at Christ the Cornerstone. Those are the three things that we keep talking about here just to keep our faith growing, loving, serving, and engaging. So watch the ways in which you're doing each of those things every week. You ought to be finding a way to serve somebody, uh, finding a way to show God how much you love Him and, God, and, and God's love for others as we engage the world with the message of Jesus Christ. Let's remind ourselves of uh, the scriptures that teach us how to give and live generously. So let's read this scripture today from Deuteronomy chapter 5. Would you read this with me, please? Is it on the screen? There it is. Let's read this together. There will always be some in the land who are poor. That is why I'm commanding you to share freely with the poor and with other Israelites in need. Of course, that comes from the book of Deuteronomy. God is speaking to his people, but Jesus has come and has brought all people into the fold of Jesus Christ or or fold of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And so God's telling us to share with everyone. Let's continue worshiping God. I invite you to stand with us uh, as we sing and as we praise God. Let me offer this prayer as we, as we do that. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for your presence this morning. Thank you for calling us together, for waking us up. We're so grateful, God, to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, we know that you're here. We know that you're moving. Now soften our hearts, open our minds so that we can receive you this morning, interact with you, confront you, or you confront us with whatever you need to confront us with. You love us. And so we thank you, God, as we meet with you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. There's honey in the rock. Water in the stone, men on the ground, no matter where I go, I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got is honey in the rock. Praying for a miracle, thirsty for a living man. Only you can satisfy Sweetness at the mercy seat Now I've tasted It's not hard to see Only you can satisfy There's honey in the rock There's honey in the rock Come on, sing it with us There's honey in the rock
purpose in your plan. Power in the blood, healing in your hands. Started flowing when you said it is done. Everything you did enough. I keep looking, I keep finding. You keep giving, keep providing. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep praying, you keep moving. I keep praising, you keep proving. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep looking, I keep finding. You keep giving. Keep providing, I have all that I need, you are all that I need, I keep praying, you keep moving, I keep praising, you keep proving, I have all that I need, you are all that I need, I have all that I need. plan, power in the blood, healing in your hands, started flowing when you said it is done, Jesus who you are is enough, honey in the rock, Trust in you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we worship you today. God, we worship you today. Several weeks ago when we first started singing this song, we talked about the psalm that it came from. And in the beginning part of that psalm, the Lord says to us, if you would just listen to my words, if you would just follow the plan that I have laid out for you, I'll take care of all your enemies, all of them. I'll take care of all of your enemies. Now, does that mean our life is going to be easy? I don't think so. But he will take care of all of our enemies. He fights our battles for us. But then when it comes down to the end of that psalm, he says, and I will feed you with the finest of wheat, and with honey from the rock you will be satisfied. This week in our series on worship, we're talking about worshiping with our hands. So we think about the traditional ways that we do that. We lift our hands, we clap our hands, we use our hands to play an instrument, we use our hands to hold a microphone. And by the way, if you play an instrument or sing, we'd love to, have, we'd love to talk to you about joining our, uh, our worship team or our media team if you're interested in that sort of thing. Because we, we would love to have some more people to lift up the name of Jesus in song and in, in uh, technical arts with us. But we use our hands to worship in a lot of different ways. 
all right? And just in the, in the bridge of that last song that we sang, uh, it started flowing when you said it is done. And what started flowing when you said it was done? The healing that is in his hands. When he created us, he used his hands to form clay out of the dust of the earth. The work of his hands comforts us, saves us, encourages us. And in turn, the work of our hands becomes worship. Whether that's serving him or serving someone else, serving someone in the community, serving a hot plate of food to somebody who doesn't have any, all of that becomes worship. And we're using our hands. And the greatest example of hands used in worship and in sacrifice is what Jesus did for us on the cross. And when we see the scars in his hands and in his feet because of what he has done, we know that we are saved. We know that we are set free. And you want to know something even greater than that? He's here in this room today. And he wants to extend those hands of healing to each one of us. The king is in the room. Come see the scars of love upon his hands. The king is in the room. We'll watch the darkness flee at his command. Thank you, Lord. Who is this king? Who is this king? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Light of the world. There's freedom in his name. Awesome in power. Reigning forever. Light of the world. There's freedom in his name. The healers in the room. Let miracles break out across this place. Oh, the saviors in the room. No soul beyond the boundaries of his race. There's resurrection power in his name. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Light of the Forever belongs to him. 
He reigns in victory. Name another king like this. There's never been a love so great. He died so we could live. Then he rose up from that grave. Name another king like this. Now all authority forever belongs to him. He reigns in victory. Name another king like this. Oh, name another king like this. Oh, who is this king? You know his name. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Light of the the name of Jesus, the scripture says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess now or later. Some of you are old enough to remember the Fram oil filter commercials where the mechanic is standing there and the guy has a blown engine and he said you can pay me now or you can pay me later. We can worship him now and give him the glory and honor that he deserves, or it'll happen later, but it might be too late at that point. Now, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day. There's no day like today to worship him. No time like right now to worship him. There's healing in his hands. There's freedom in his name. And when we respond with using our hands in worship, it's a beautiful thing. So, some of us didn't grow up that way and, and you see people around the room and, and I've said this before but that's why we kind of darken the lights a little bit in the house is so if you want to express yourself if you want to be a little bit more expressive than you might be used to in worship you just know that all the light is up here and so most likely nobody's looking at you because I, I remember the first time I lifted my hands in worship I, I was convinced that everybody was looking at me going what a freak but guess what? They didn't really care. 
it didn't really it, what it didn't really matter. It was of no consequence to anybody else. So, please don't hear me today say that I am rep- reprimanding you or chiding you if you don't lift your hands in worship because we sang earlier and it's in the scriptures where the spirit of the Lord is there's freedom. Not freedom to be weird, not freedom to draw attention to ourselves, but freedom to sit down and worship, freedom to stand there and worship, freedom to come to the altar and worship, freedom to lift our hands and worship without getting judged by somebody else. Because worship is in our hearts. It's between us and God. And yes, we're in a corporate worship service, but we believe, and we've said this before, we believe that even in a corporate worship service that everyone in this room and even watching online has an opportunity to encounter the living God one-on-one. Because he's big enough and strong enough and all-knowing enough to be with each of us in a different way at the same time. Now, when we think about lifting our hands in worship, there are three basic reasons why we lift our hands, right? If somebody walks up behind you and you're at an ATM and you're taking money out and they stick a gun in your back and they say, give me your money, what are you going to do? Surrender. So... We, we lift our hands and surrender. So you can, can you see the spiritual connotation already? God, I surrender my will to you. Not my will, but your will be done. I surrender to you. The second thing is, if I'm here on the platform and I want to give Darren something and it's sizable, and, and so I ask him to come over here and I'm going to hand it to him, what does he have to do? He has to hold his hands out in expectation. So that's the second reason why we use our hands in worship is for expectation. The first is surrender, and then the, expe- and then the second is expectation. Because it's not that we're saying, God, you're on the hook for this. I mean, which basically he said that he is, but it's in his timing and it's in his will. And the third thing is, and I, I used this last night, and, and, and there's a couple of examples of it. First of all, my son Ryan, who's now 24, and he's a firefighter, and he's uh, much bigger than I am. And quite frankly, I hope he's not watching this. I know he's not here, but I'm a little afraid of him. But when he was two, I was not afraid of him. And so I had this habit of when my kids were talking to me when they were little, sometimes I would be listening, but I'd be doing something else. And he wanted my attention. So when he wanted my attention, he would come and sit in my lap, and he would take both of his hands and put them on the side of my face. And he didn't really say anything. He didn't give any explanation of it, but I knew that he wanted my undivided attention. So sometimes in worship, between us and God, God wants to do that to us. I've got something important I want to tell you. And the third reason why we lift our hands in worship is that same two-year-old son once in a while and if you have children or had children you've seen this before they will walk up to you from time to time and go and they just want to be held so sometimes that's what we need from God Maybe you're here in this place this morning or watching this online and you just need God to hold you. You're going through something tough. And you just need him to be there. So then when we lift our hands in in worship in response to all of that, it just shows God, God, we just, we want to step out of ourselves and be grateful to you for what you have done. 
So I just want to ask you today, if you've never lifted your hands in worship, I'm not, I'm not demanding that you give it a try, but I'm just saying, what if? What if you just said, I don't know, for 10 seconds, I'm going to try it. I'm just going to, God, I'm going to step out of myself and I'm going to lift my hands in worship to you because it draws attention to you. Because God, we want to show you how full our hearts are and how grateful we are for all that you do for us. And so God, we just want to lift our hands and praise you and honor you and glorify you for who you are. All my words fall short. I've got nothing new. How could I express all my gratitude? I could sing these songs as I often do. But every song must end and you never do. So I throw up my hands, praise you again and again. It's all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king, except for a heart singing hallelujah. Oh, 
Lord, we lift our hands to worship you. We clap our hands to worship you. We use our hands to serve other people to worship you. You've given us hands. The psalmist said, give us clean hands and a pure heart. So God, today, our prayer is that you would free us to worship you. Not like someone else does, not like someone tells us to, but free to worship you with what is in our hearts. God, we want to just step out of ourselves and bring praise to your name because you are worthy. God, we just honor you. in the quietness of this moment. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're moving in this room today. We thank you that you are here. Bring glory to yourself today, God, through everything that happens. We lift our praise to you. We pray for April and her team as they minister to our children. We ask you, God, to anoint each teacher and each student as they hear your word. They might grow in your love and in your wisdom. We pray for our pastor today as he brings the message. We pray for us as we receive it, as we hear it, as we act on it. Move among us, we pray, God, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Before we show our video, our bumper video, if, if you've been here a while, you know that we would normally have a bumper here to set up uh, 
the podium and give Pastor a, a chance to get up here on the platform. But today we're going to show a video that's a little bit different. Now, we've sung about and talked about lifting hands in worship, and some of us might be a little bit uncomfortable with it. So sometimes we think that the best way to maybe to get comfortable with an uncomfortable situation is to bring some humor into the situation. Is that, is that okay if we do that this morning? So we have a video uh, by Christian comedian Tim Hawkins, and he talks about some of the ways that his church worships in the lifting of hands. So here's Tim Hawkins with this video this morning. Take a look. And I know that each church has its own worship style, you know, which is cool. Some people are more expressive in worship, some people more subtle, and it's all good. Um, I go to a church that's pretty expressive in worship. It's, um, it's a hand-raising church. That's what it is, right? That's what, you know. Anybody here go to a hand-raising church? Right here? Sweet. Who here does not go to a hand-raising church? <laughs> some of you are trying. You're like, I can't. I want to. I need to get some momentum. Totally cool. But hey, if you're not used to going to a hand-raising church, you want to go and join us, feel free to join us, but don't feel like you've got to join right in, okay? Start slow. We've got a lot of different hand-raises that we use. We actually have names for our hand-raises. So I'm going to walk you through real quick, okay, what they are, just to let you know. Say so you're at my church, music is rocking, start slow, hands in the pockets, little elbow flap, you're fine. Very subtle. Get warmed up. Get your heart rate up. When you're warmed up, start with the first one. Ready? Carry the TV. Carry the TV. That's our first one. Very subtle. Go to big screen. Big screen, a little wider. Next one's my fish was this big. My fish was this big. If you're a liar, you go out there. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Jesus loves you. Grace. Next one's hold my baby. Hold my baby. Got dueling light bulbs. That's our next one, dueling light bulbs. Got goalpost. Everybody knows goalpost. Throwing a heartburn. A lot of people like to do heartburn. Double heartburn, right back to goalpost. What's my favorite? Mufasa. Mufasa, that's my favorite. The circle of life. Tim, can you go higher? Yes, you can. You can take one hand, go a bunch of different stuff. Pointer, hatchet, schoolroom. <laughs> Release the doves, give the Lord a high five. Press it out. A lot of women like to wash the window. Wash the window. <laughs> and when you're comfortable there, go for the big three. Village people, Rocky, touchdown. There you go. There's your big we're just, We're just having fun. Uh, in worship. Thank you for being here. Thank you for putting up with us. <laughs> and, you know, th- these, are, these are important things. You know, I know this is, the, it's, it's, it's very simple, but God created us physical beings. God created a physical world. And ev- let everything, God says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. One of the other things we do with our hands is bless. Jesus touched the children, and, and, and I want us to, um, I, know, I know Pastor Bill prayed, prayed for the ministry, but I want to take it just a step further. And our children, if we were to open the blinds on these three windows over here, we would see the building, the part of the building where the children 
are in right now. So I want us to, I want us to, to bless that area, and, and if you're willing to just lift your hand in, in, in that direction as I offer this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for our children. We pray for every one of them. And Lord, I, I, I know that in our church we ask our children to come in, into this into celebration room and for families to worship together, and sometimes it's difficult, God, for, for parents to feel comfortable uh, doing that, and, and we have a little bit more movement, we have a little bit more noise, but all of it is part of your people, part of your family, and so we bless our children, keep them safe, help the word that they're learning this morning to sink deep into their souls, even though they may not understand it fully, but it will get into them. Your word never returns void, and we desire to raise our children in the way that you want them to go so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. Bless our children. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for doing that. And we've still got Nolan with us. Yay, Nolan's still here. You know, I know that, I know that that's a difficult thing to, 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 to feel comfortable. And, and I know that, that it's, not, it's not unique. Many churches like ours, as soon as the family gets to church, they separate the, the children from, from parents, and children go to this place. But I have asked us to do something a little bit different, to keep the family together for part of the worship so that you as a family can experience some worshiping together. And it's the parent's task. There's nobody that has more influence on a child's life than mom and dad. And it is the parent's task, just as it's the parent's task to feed, to nurture, to change the diapers, but also to feed their spiritual life as well. That begins at birth. And it never stops. God has already been active in that child. How did life get here to begin with? Anyway, all right, wrong sermon. Let's go back to this one. <laughs> Worship, body, mind, and spirit. And today we're concluding this series about worship, but talking about the very, very physical thing, worshiping. Now all these messages that I've been giving on worship have involved our physical bodies, whether it's singing, whether it's, whether it's standing, whether it's moving, because God created us physical people. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I do believe that we are in the midst of God doing a powerful work in our world today. And, and as I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, there, God has created all of this, and I'm imagining a, a, a spiritual net around all of creation. And there are places where, 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 where that spiritual net connects with other spiritual nets. And I think that we're seeing one of those places in a place called Wilmore, Kentucky now. Some of you, if you've been on social media, you've probably seen about it. If you're watching Fox News, you're, you're hearing some things about it. For about two weeks, uh, almost two weeks now, at Asbury University, there was a regular chapel service two weeks ago. Uh, I think it was February. I don't know. What are we in? What's, what's today? I don't even know what today's date is. Any, whatever. The, today's what? 19th. Thank you, teacher. <laughs> That's what you do. So, 10 days ago or so, they were having a regular chapel service that never ended. The students just didn't leave. And, and, and then the other students who did leave came back, said, what is happening here? And they felt the presence of God very much like I felt this morning. God is present everywhere. We simply just need to open ourselves to recognize that, to give praise to that. God says, I will live in the praises of my people. So praising God 
And, and one of the ways we do that is by showing it physically. God, I, I lift you up. I praise you. It's not the only way. And like Pastor Bill said, we're not trying to force anybody to do this. And we don't want chaos in, 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 in our worship services. God is a, a God of order as well as God working outside of the order that he created. And so it's, it's about part my job and Pastor Bill's job to lead us in a worshipful experience of God that both gives you the freedom but also is, is, has order to it. And we still have an order, even though we don't pass out a bulletin that tells you what the order of worship is. We still have an order of worship in this church. And, and, and it's not chaos. But I believe that we're in, a, in the midst of a spiritual awakening in our culture, and all, it asks, all God is asking us to do is to proclaim God, to say, thank you, God, I recognize what you're doing in this world. Thank you for doing it. And I'm going to follow what you're doing. I'm going to live according to your teaching, according to your spirit as you're giving it. And, and this is what God is simply asking us to do, and let it be spread across the globe all of creation, so that everything that has breath praise the Lord. History records many times when God comes to humanity so powerfully that we actually notice. (laughs) Other cultures have no problem acknowledging the spiritual realities in, in our world. But for some reason, well, I, I, I know they're not... not I think I'm aware of some of the reasons why in our culture we don't recognize supernatural things. Because we're trained to say, oh, well, we may not understand how that works yet, but science will eventually explain it to us. Now, I think that's a very arrogant human position to take. Now, it's not totally wrong. Science explains many things, and I'm not against scientists. Science. But neither am I against God working out of our human understanding of His creation. And we believe that God does, God will, God has, God is going to continue to reveal Himself to us outside of the ways we have to expect that. There's a, back, I think it was 1980, a movie came out. So I, I watched it when I was in college uh, once or twice. It was kind of a, a kitschy movie. Is that the right word? Kind of a... I don't know what the right word is. Uh, quirky certainly is the word. Tied, the name of the movie was "The Gods Must Be Crazy," and it's a, and it, and it's a, a movie of this uh, the, this native, the indigenous person. I don't know what continent they, they, the, 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 that he was on. I would guess probably Africa. And he's walking, he's hunting one day when all of a sudden he hears this strange noise, and all of a sudden this hard thing hits him on the head. And he looks down, and he picks it up, and it's a long cylinder, narrower at this end, wider at this end. It's clear. He can't understand. I, 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 can, I can kind of see it, but I can see through it. And it's hard, and it came from up there. And then he looks, and, and in the distance is, is, a, is a black bird making a loud noise. And that bird is flying just like this. And it's not flapping his wing, its wing. And he can't understand how does this bird fly, but it's not flapping its wings like every other bird I know. And, and out of that bird, this clear cylinder fell. It was a Coke bottle. <laughs> 
if you haven't pictured it in your mind yet. And so, so this, this man's world was, was knocked apart because this thing, this strange thing happened. He, his mind said the gods must be crazy. He had no problem recognizing that there's something beyond his own understanding and, and, and we, can, we can recognize that too, even though, yep, I can explain how that airplane flies. I can explain how that bottle was made. I can explain what it's for. And there was no God that made that bottle. It was a human being. And now we have to say, yeah, but where did the human being get the ability to do that? Yes, God created the human being to figure that out. Yes, God created created the sand out of which the, the, the glass was made. God created the, the earth which produced the, 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 the oil that, that somebody produced, had, you know, had the minds to figure out the chemistry so that they could take this goopy black mud out of the earth and turn it into a, a, a powerful fuel to, to, to make this bird fly without flapping its wings. What an amazing thing. <laughs> and God is still doing amazing things. We just simply need to praise God for what he does. Washington Post had an article about that, that, that event in Kentucky. It says, why students, title of the article is, Why Students at Asbury Are Praying and Singing Around the Clock. And then another article followed, Religious Revival Meeting at Asbury University Going Strong After More Than a Week. Yesterday, uh, I attended, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a graduate of that university, so was Carolyn. Our son has, has gone there uh, as a graduate, and our son is in town. He's, he's, at, he's at the sister school, at, the, at the, the graduate school, which is across the street. He sent us a picture yesterday out of his, out of his, uh, his apartment, his dorm room, uh, of, of the cars lined up in town. This is a 30, this, well, the, the population of, of Wilmore may be about, uh, well, when I was there, it was 2,000. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, so maybe it's 4,500 now officially, uh, but 12,000 people were estimated to have gone through the town yesterday, or they're expecting 12,000 people today this weekend, just coming from all around the world even. And, and, and look it up on social media, you'll see it, uh, what, what, what's happening there. People are just experiencing the presence of God in very powerful meaningful ways and they're giving thanks to God they're worshiping God for that yesterday in in the I was on a zoom meeting for alumni of Asbury University the president was speaking to us we took time to pray together there were about 500 people uh, alumni at at the meeting Carolyn was there and the the president of Asbury uh, University asked us to pray for two things First, pray for the safety, <laughs> safety of our students, safety of all the people who are coming, you know, 12,000 people coming to your campus all of a sudden when you're only used to having 1,500 there. Uh, you got to make some changes, right? So they, had the, they, they got the porta-potties sitting out there on the lawn and all, all, kinds, of, all kinds of new things. The president of the, of the university was out on a Friday night pulling a wagon with fruit and water bottles. He didn't have a sign on that said president of the, of the university. He was just in regular clothes like everybody else, greeting the people who were standing in line just to get inside uh, of the auditorium, the, the chapel there, and across the street at the, at the, 
at the seminary. There's a chapel there also. It was full of people. The United Methodist Church, which is right behind the, the seminary, has two chapels in it that, that were both open. And then there was a fifth church down the street that was open to receive people where people could gather and pray together. It's just the hospitality of God working people hungry. We live in a, our world is hungry for the presence and the power of God. This is good. This is good. Reminds me of Luke chapter 19. In Luke chapter 19, Jesus makes his triumphal entry into Jerusalem the week before he's, he's resurrected. And Luke 19.37 says, As Jesus was drawing near to the city, already on the way down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise. The whole multitude. Does he mean 12? Would the Bible describe 12 people as a whole multitude? Probably not. And so the whole multitude, hundreds, perhaps a thousand, I don't know how many is in a multitude, but is, but is enough to make a ruckus in the town. They began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen. And they said, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now those are, those are words for, for describing the coming of God's promised Messiah. And here are Jesus' people, whether they, uh, the, the, the people, the disciples of Jesus, whether they realize it or not, they're quoting the Old Testament prophecy about this man riding this donkey. Blessed, he doesn't look like a king, but they're calling him the king. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Jesus comes. And he is recognized as the king. We just sang, who is this king? His name is Jesus. And we worship Jesus, the king. And when we gather to worship, that's what we, we praise, Jesus, who is the king. And, and look, after the people were proclaiming that, verse 39 says, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your students. Why? Because they were proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah. They were recognizing He is the one whom, Je whom God has sent. And whom we can trust. Who gives us life. Who restores us who forgives us, who gives us the hope of everlasting life. They were telling him, Jesus, Jesus, tell your students to stop. And Jesus says, I tell you, if these people were silent, even the very rocks would cry out. Jesus is who Jesus is. He is the king. I want to jump to, back to one of the psalms. We've been using a lot of the psalms in our worship, and the psalms have been used for worship for, for thousands of years. And this is the, the last psalm in the book of Psalms, Psalm 150. And it says, Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord in His sanctuary. Where's God's sanctuary? <laughs> it's, 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 it's not right here. He lives in our hearts. His sanctuary is His entire creation, including you and me. Praise the Lord in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heaven. Praise Him for His mighty works. Praise His unequaled greatness. Praise Him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise Him with the lyre and harp. Praise Him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with strings and flutes. Praise Him with a clash of cymbals. Praise Him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's, that's not a suggestion. That's not a wish. It's not a if you want to. It's not if you're healthy. It's not if you're rich. It's not if you got everything you think you need. It's just praise the Lord. Because Jesus is who he is. And that reminds me of, of Moses. And when God said to Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh and tell my people to go, Moses said, who do I tell them is sending me? And God says, tell them, I am has sent you. What Jesus is saying here in this, to, to, his, to the people is, I am who I am. I am who they say I am. Praise the name of Jesus. And in this month of Black History Month, I, James Weldon Johnson uh, is a powerful man who, who influenced many and gave us much to be thankful for. One of his contributions is a poem titled The Creation. And I think in it brings together some of these things that I've been saying with the Psalms say that everything has breath. Praise the Lord. So let me read this poem called The Creation. And, and, and it starts out with the, in the beginning. I love how it's... <laughs> and God stepped out on space and he looked around and he said I am lonely I'll make me a world and as far as the eye of God could see darkness covered everything blacker than a hundred midnights down in a cypress swamp and then God smiled and the light broke and the darkness rolled up on one side, and the light stood shining on the other. And God said, that is good. And then God reached out and took the light in his hands, and God rolled the light around in his hands until he made the sun. And he set that sun ablazing in the heavens. The light that was left from making the sun, God gathered it up in a shining ball and flung it against the darkness, spangling the night with the moon and stars. And then down, between the darkness and the light, he hurled the world. And God said, that's good. And 
then God himself stepped down. And the sun was on his right hand and the moon was on his left. The stars were clustered about his head. The earth was under his feet and God walked. And where he trod, his footsteps hollowed out the valleys and bulged up the mountains. And then he stopped and looked and saw that the earth was hot and barren. So God stepped over the edge of the world and he spat out the seven seas. He batted his eyes and lightnings flashed. He clapped his hands and thunders rolled and the waters above the earth came down. The cooling waters came down. And then the grass sprouted and the little red flowers blossomed. The pine tree pointed its finger to the sky, and the oak spread out his arms. The lakes cuddled down into the hollows of the ground, and the rivers ran down to the sea, and God smiled again. And the rainbow appeared and curled itself around his shoulders. And God raised his arm, and he waved his hand over the sea and over the land, and he said, Bring forth! Bring forth! And quicker than God could drop his hand, fishes and fowls and beasts and birds swam the rivers and the seas, roamed the forests and the woods, and split the air with their wings. And God said, that's good. Then God walked around, and God looked around. On all that he had made, he looked at his sun, he looked at his moon, he looked at his little stars, he looked on his world with all its living things, and God said, I'm still lonely. Then God sat down on the side of the hill where he could think. By a deep, wide river, he sat down with his head in his hands, God thought and thought till he thought, I'll make me a man. And up from the bed of river of the river, God scooped up the clay. And by the bank of the river, he kneeled him down. And there the great God Almighty, who lit the sun and fixed it in the sky, who flung the stars to the most far corner of the night, who rounded the earth in the middle of his hands, this great God, like a mammy bending over her baby, kneeled down in the dust, toiling over a lump of clay till he shaped it in his own image. And then into it he blew the breath of life and man became a living soul. Amen? Amen. I love the song that we sang. Oh, mighty lungs, there is a lion in you waiting to roar. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. What are you thankful for today? What do you have to praise the Lord? Do you need anything? Praise the Lord. Are you sick? Praise the Lord. Are you wealthy? Praise the Lord. Are you jobless? Praise the Lord. Are you ignorant? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Are you educated?
Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. What do you have to praise the Lord for today? You got paper? You got a pen close by? Make a list? Maybe you don't need a list. Maybe you just need to stand where you are. Maybe you need to come here and kneel and just say, God, thank you. And let's take time this morning simply to praise the Lord. Let's stand together. Maybe you need to make a confession to God. Is there a sin in your life? You need to praise the Lord and say, thank you for forgiving me. So let's come and let's praise the Lord. We're going to sing in part the song that we learned earlier. Just lift our hands. Sing it. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Because all that I have is a hallelujah. Except for a heart singing hallelujah, hallelujah. So I throw up my hands, praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a So I throw up my hands, praise you again. 
God, we worship you with our hands lifted, with our hearts laid before you. Lord, in whatever posture that you lay on our hearts to, to use to give you worship. And Lord, whether it is, it is lifting our hands in worship or clapping them or using them in service to someone else in our worship of you, God, we pray that you would receive our worship today from hearts that are full because of all that you've done for us, all that you've given us, and all that you've blessed us with. We thank you for what you are to us and who we are to you. In the name of Jesus. When you need to go, you can go. We're going to continue to worship here for a few minutes. The altar is still open for prayer. Uh, the prayer stations are still open if you want someone to uh, pray with you. If you want to pray with someone down at the front, just grab them and, and bring them down here. But God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have a great week.